When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Mr. Bo Brock here on a Tuesday. I'm also joined by Damian Anderson, the pride of Northwestern. It's actually Wednesday. I don't even know what day it is. Um, yesterday was terrible, and we want to reflect here at the top of the show uh, of everything that happened in Texas. We actually had an interview pre-scheduled with NFL insider Jordan Schultz. We're going to talk about that today. It's up on our YouTube page, gophnx.com, uh, PHNX Sports on Twitter uh, or on YouTube if you want to check it out. And, um, you know, it's it's great stuff from Jordan. But, Bo, we thought it was appropriate. Let's pause the promotion for that with respect to just the horrific tragedy that took place yesterday in Texas uh, and moving forward today, hopefully give some people some some levity with this show, talk a little Cardinal football, but in the grand scheme of things, much bigger issues at hand yesterday. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's uh, It was not time to talk Cardinals' new reported acquisition. Nothing seemed as important as what was going on in, in the Lone Star State yesterday, and it continues to just be horrendous news coming out. And, uh, you know, we're, we're thinking about uh, everybody and everybody involved there just a, a brutal situation, and I think that there was just right to go silent for a while and, and just kind of let that uh, that situation kind of continue to develop and hopefully start to heal at some point. Yeah, guys. So we, I mean, go ahead, uh, Damien. Yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, I mean, it's just great, and what what you guys were able to do is just take some time out and pay pay your respects uh, to all those that that lost their lives. And I think that we understand that, although that football employs many of people. And it's, it has a great economic impact across the country. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a game, right? And it's trivial in comparison to things that are going on at, at times in our country. And I think it's the, it, it was the right thing to do. So salute to you guys. And without, and I know it's, I don't want to be repetitive in, in that, you know, obviously our thoughts and prayers go out to, you know, the people impacted and families and the town impacted. But I think it's more so that hopefully change will come as a result. Absolutely. Uh, unthinkable, horrific. Uh, not that it matters, but we all have kids on this this podcast and it's it's every parent's worst nightmare. So uh, we we paused our interview it is, again is on our YouTube page. Now, if you want to hear the full length of the Jordan Shorts interview, go ahead and do that now. Um, there's another interview that took place today, gentlemen, uh, with a certain general manager. Steve Kime went on, I think, one of the, the best platforms to get outside of this one to get. Uh, real answers, that being the Pat McAfee show. And gentlemen, he talked about a bunch of different topics uh, with McAfee. And the first and foremost thing that he broke down was, okay, where do you stand at Mr. Kime as it relates to Kyler Marina's contract? Eric Burkhart, two days before you got to hit a press conference at the Combine, releases 
A great piece of content. Mm -hmm. Not a screenshot of the notes section. Actually had a header and everything in there. Laid out what Kyler has done for the Cardinals, what they're expecting for the Cardinals, what the Cardinals can do to make said letterhead go away. Then you answer and Cliff answers and say, hey, business, we'll figure it out. Instagram. Kyler takes off. Every hey, he took off fucking everything he had of the Cardinals. We had to cover it. Day-to-day -day conversation. We're like, oh, well, this is obviously becoming something. He's not at OTAs now. So now the full conversation is the Kyler Murray-led Arizona Cardinals have been very successful. Obviously, you've been the leader of the Cardinals at the same exact time. You guys have said he's our future quarterback. He's our future quarterback. He's in our plans. He's electrifying. We all know that. Where does that stand? And do you just assume that that'll get figured out business uh, like businesses in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's a timing thing, Pat. It's, it's you know, every quarterback that's done it before has done it from anywhere from July to, to September. And uh, no different for us. I mean, I have to get prepared for the NFL draft. Uh, that requires a lot of hours of tape watching, free agency at the same time. And it's, it's, it's not easy. So your time is really taken up in a lot of different directions. And you have to prioritize it. And we know that he's under contract for another year and also the fifth-year option. And um, he is our future. We feel that way strongly, and I feel like we'll be able to get something done this summer. I think, like, I know I am, I am not aware of how often people can talk when it comes to you being a GM and someone's agent for someone like Kyler, who you said is your future. Is it something where when you are in a situation like this, do you guys talk daily, weekly? Like, do you go long chunks of time? How does that work? Yeah, I think whenever the conversations and I would say the negotiations ramp up, you, you talk on a daily basis back and forth. Um, I have a good relationship with, with his agent, Eric Burkhardt. He also represents Cliff, which is a little unusual, I know. Um, ah, but hey, big got a deal done. Got a deal yeah, done. Yeah. That's right. You guys are deal makers. You guys are getting a deal done. But, Pat, as big as a wrestling fan as I am, and congrats on WrestleMania, I was thinking maybe you set up a cage match between me and Burkhardt. Yes! <laughs> yes! Let's go. Hey, I got... Hey, listen, I don't know what the letter will look like that he'll write afterwards from the hospital, but I got a feeling you will beat the fuck out of Good stuff there. Uh, McAfee, is, he, he's just one of the best. Uh, uh, some things to unpack there, not a ton. Can I just say this? I love Steve Kime. I think he's probably the best modern GM that this team's ever had, uh, you know, his draft notwithstanding, draft results. He needs to stop bringing up Kyler's fifth-year option because you know who doesn't want to hear about his <laughs> Kyler Murray like Kyler Murray's not playing this year on his fourth year much less next year on his fifth year option so I that's probably me just like and Steve just forward thinking like oh he's a player he's got a fifth year stop talking about it it's it's irrelevant Bo sure I mean but it's it's part of his leverage he just has to throw that out there and, and say hey don't don't make us you know flex this because we can and we can we can play that game we can you know we're not out of the mud yet I mean, and I've 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 said this from the very beginning, ever since Johnny uh, revealed that Kyler Murray had pretty much just taken the Arizona Cardinals off of all, purged it off. Of that was that media. me? Yeah, it was you. That. that was you. Pat McAfee, that. when I was on Radio Row, was talking all about it. It was Johnny Venerable who broke that news. Oh wow! Was, uh, but it was uh, you know I think that as far as you know, Kime in that little flex, that I, I don't think that's the important stuff. What's important is they have a timeline. He mentioned it. It's July through September. That's when they envision getting a deal done, Damien. And I, and I think Cardinals fans need to remain confident no matter what happens next week with the rest of OTAs or mandatory minicamp. Even though Cliff Kingsbury said yesterday he expects Kyler to be there for mandatory. Uh, no matter what happens between now and when ink finally gets put to paper, 
Um, you know, Kyler Murray is going to be an Arizona Cardinal. I think both sides have shown uh, enough good faith that that's going to happen. Yeah, Bo, I, I think that this has been well documented, right? Uh, I mean, we know the scrubbing. We know the letterhead that was sent out. We know the proverbial good face on behalf of the Cardinals, right? Getting Hollywood Brown, get going offensively heavily, heavy in, in terms of the draft and getting Trey McBride as a second, you know, essentially a first round draft pick in Hollywood. So I think those are actions of good faith. I'm like Johnny. You didn't have to say it, but he did say it. He talked about the fifth year option. But Stop talking about it, Steve. Yes, yeah, no, no, no. I absolutely agree. I think that it was unnecessary. And to me, what I took away from it was planning in summer, right? We, we plan to get this deal done in the summer. And I think that everyone knows that Kyler isn't playing football this season if he doesn't have a new deal on the table. It's, well, it's, it's your, your interest. Go ahead. It's your dad. It's your dad saying he's going to turn this car around. I mean, he's not actually going to do it. You know, I mean, it's he, it's just it's <laughs> just an, an empty threat. It's whatever's left that yeah, he I'm gonna, has. I'm going to count numbers. to three. One. I never have to get to three with my son. But with my daughter, I can get to seven, eight, nine and she'll pull out a switchblade. She's two years old. Um, so, Bo, you saw something earlier today that I that yeah. it was interesting. Let's just call it interesting to be uh, our friends at, at Pro Football Focus. Yeah, it was, uh, it was ESPN and Pro Football Focus. They've teamed up and they be, they found a new projection because Pro Football Focus had one earlier in the offseason. And, uh, I mean, you guys maintain this, and I think you're right. And this projection certainly shows that, that the longer the Cardinals wait, and, you know, throughout this offseason, it's cost them more and that charge is, is getting higher and higher. Pro Football Focus says Kyler Murray is going to make somewhere around six years, $280 million. Six years, 280. That's $46.67 million a clip a year. And they're mm. they're projecting $155 million in total guaranteed dollars. That's a ton of cheese, if you're asking me. I mean, it's not the 230 guaranteed with the Deshaun Watson, but let's separate that. That was for the Browns to get back into the Watson sweepstakes. Uh, Kyler Murray and, and the Cardinals can work out it, you know, enough where he thinks that he's going to continue his good play and it's not going to be a big problem as far as how much of it's guaranteed. But 155 still a, a pretty unprecedented amount. I mean, guys, inflation is a bitch. I mean, I think that we all know that just going to the grocery store, getting whatever it is, baby formula, lifts for Johnny's shoes, whatever all right. needs, whatever <laughs> oh, needs to happen, we know that prices have increased. Obviously, gas prices, whatever it is. But I think that we know that the contracts that have been that we've seen the comps, they're around 40 million. So, I mean, yeah, it's increased probably a couple million per year. I'd say obviously at 46. So probably like 36 million dollars. And when you're talking about a quarterback, is it that much? But I think you have to go back to Kim's comments about planning and timing. Right. He said free agency. He talked about the draft and addressing Kyler's deal, which he does have, you know, a fifth year option. Of. <laughs> yeah. That, uh... 46 million. Good hell. I can tell you right now, I, the word on the street is when Kyler and Eric Burkhart went to Kime and Michael Bidwell in February and plopped that extension, you know, PDF or whatever it was, maybe they sent it through Gmail. said, this is what we'd like to be paid, please. It was close to 40 million per year. And then they pulled that in March after about six other quarterbacks got extended and reset the market. Um, as Eric Cross points out in the chat, it's like the housing market. Um, as Bo would know right now, Bo just put his house on the market. Should we get the realtor.com uh, link in the description? Would that be a conflict of interest? But um, anyway, I, I think that at, with each passing week, it becomes more expensive because the sense of urgency grows for the Cardinals to bring him 
back and to lead this offseason. So Kime can say summer, but like we talked to Jordan Schultz yesterday, Bo, and I was under the impression, especially after talking to Rap Sheet the week before, you know, pointless flex here, shameless flex. He <laughs> said he, he thought it would get done relatively soon. And then uh-huh. we got Jordan on the podcast yesterday saying, no, this is going to be a while. Well, then the longer this takes, Bo, the more expensive it becomes. Yeah, I mean, I trust Ian's kind of uh, what he's hearing from the organization. Like Jordan is great with with player by player. Like he was all over the Daryl Williams. He was all over Zach Ertz and he's got his sources as well. That's one thing you have to know is like there's different different reporters have different sources. I think that it's more in line with what Ian Rappaport, what Steve Keimer saying, where it's going to be, you know, right around that kind of training camp uh, groove where they can get. Kyler signed to this this big deal now does it become like my, my question is after June 1st you know they they can jockey through the roster and and kind of play the salary cap game a little bit more they'll have a little bit more wiggle room than they do as as of today but you know is it just become straight negotiations between now and then that's what I'm kind of curious about uh you know is it because how much time do you need to iron out I mean this is an unprecedented as far as the organization to Jordan's point yesterday unprecedented amount of money that this organization is going to fork over. Sure. They've done it with Patrick Peterson. Sure. They did it with, uh, with, you know, Chandler Jones and Carson Palmer and stuff, but nothing where it's going to be the top quarterback contract in the league, at least for one season. Bo, do you Eric think Cross- it, guys, do you think it has to be the top contract in the league? Do no. You, I mean, I don't think that he gets Aaron Rodgers' money. I mean, I think yeah, he he's not going to make the most annually. Um, I think it'll probably be like, like Mahomes, they're saying like he's going to look like a discount now, making forty-four million. Now his is longer. I I still think it it comes somewhere between forty-two, forty-three, forty-four. I don't think it's going to eclipse forty-five million, but I could be wrong. Um, Eric Cross in the chat saying would would have been nice if Kyman admitted that they lost money waiting to sign Kyler. We probably isn't going to do that. So so he looks like he he's uh, not doing a great job in front of his uh in front of his team president and owner. Uh, I'm going to give you a hot take right now. I don't think this is Steve Kime's decision. Uh, Steve Kime wants to re-sign Kyler Murray. Steve Kime knows what the market is for a franchise quarterback. Uh, I think Michael Bidwell is a great owner. I think they can win a Super Bowl with Michael Bidwell. When Michael Bidwell wants this contract to be done, it will be done. Because I've been very adamant since Kyler Murray has ascended to superstardom, the, the second most powerful person in that building is not Steve Kime. It's Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray holds all the cards, no pun intended, Kyler Murray will be paid when Michael Bidwell thinks it's time to pay Kyler Murray. I love Steve Kime. I just he 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 controls fifty-two of the fifty-three men on the roster. He doesn't control number one. That's John, my opinion. I, I guess I throw this back out to you because Kyler's done everything that he possibly can, with the exception of obviously winning a playoff game and, and a Super Bowl. I mean, those yeah. and those are huge. Those are you know difficult to do in the National Football League. But uh, I'll follow it up with this to you and Bo. What is he not doing? that Michael hasn't signed off on that yet because we've seen it done in other areas or is to Kim's point, is it a timing issue or is there a disconnect between Michael and Kyler? Not trying to stir anything up. Just saying, is there a disconnect with Michael and Kyler? I, I think there's a, there's a disconnect in the sense that uh, it's the money. The, the, well, the money, sure. You know, we're, we hear from Burkhart's camp, obviously in, in Kyler's camp that, you know, it was going to be it's going to work in favor of the Cardinals, at least in the short term this season. But we don't know. We don't know what was in there as far as what would it, you know, would it have made sense? Obviously, they're waiting for a reason. But also this, you know, the owner, Michael Bidwell, could have dug in and said, hey, we're not going to 
We're not going to do this deal in an unprecedented time. We're not going to be held hostage by any any agent because if they do it with Kyler Murray, you know, does it happen with Byron Murphy when he goes to negotiate his deal? Does it happen when when Jalen Thompson wants his new deal or Zach Allen or uh, you know, when Isaiah Simmons is up for a new contract? I, I you know you did it for Kyler. Why won't you do it for us? It's just because you're a quarterback. I, I just don't think that that's something they wanted to get in the business of doing. We saw what the uh, what kind of the response was to the football world with the Deshaun Watson deal. Like people are like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like you mm-hmm. have you, people thought they shattered the quarterback market. Now, luckily for the Cardinals' sake, it didn't. But you know they have to be careful because they could because it's more in line with you know the the quarterback to quarterback situation year in and year out than, than the Deshaun Watson. Rapshi told us that he believes that the front office expected to have to do a deal this offseason. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Michael Bidwell probably would have liked to have waited another year, like get another a year of Pro Bowl production at a cheap value and let's see some strides in leadership. But I mean, it, we push comes to shove. We can analyze this till the cows come home. They have to do a deal. They go from a potential playoff team, a team that's got an over under right now in DraftKings right around nine wins. Um, to a team that'd be picking top 10. As much as I love me some Colt McCoy, an uh, integral piece of Kyler Murray's offense is one DeAndre Hopkins. Steve Kime gave a little insight as to how that went down, his notice as it relates to Hopkins being suspended, and then the Hollywood Brown acquisition as well. You miss him now because of the suspension. It's a two-parter. Were you surprised by the suspension that it came, or did you know about, does the league like keep general managers and such informed? And is that why the Hollywood Brown trade is such a big deal? Because you, as soon as you lost D-Hop, your team looked completely different. Well, yeah, I think, you know, the process of him getting suspended, that's something that um, it wasn't effectively done until about a week after the draft. But um, okay. the Hollywood Brown the Hollywood Brown train really, at the end of the day, we felt like we wanted another game changer, another guy who can take the top off the defense. And I think the one thing about Hollywood Brown is, again, having that relationship with Kyler, for me, you know, getting a guy under two years of controlled costs, because I think his salary is about to be $2 million this year. We exercise his fifth-year option at maybe like $13 million. So you have two years of controlled costs, and these receiver uh, salaries are getting out of whack, as you can see. They're getting extremely high, and um, to be able to get a guy under controlled costs for two years is extremely beneficial for us. Um, as you saw, we lost Christian Kirk to the Jaguars. So wanted to find another guy that can be dynamic and play inside and out. Good stuff there. And I, Bo, I think you've made the point like the replacement of Kirk is Hollywood Brown. And we all feel like that's an upgrade, uh, mm-hmm. even though Brown's going to play outside. And you've got Rondell Moore in year two, which we're all excited about. So I, I, I think that that is the immediate short term as we lose Damian briefly fix. Mm-hmm. But long term, I, I mean, if DeAndre Hopkins does not come back and 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 play up to you know number one status, and he's due thirty million dollars next year, like Hollywood Brown is going to be owed a new contract. You gave up a first round pick for him. I, is it inconceivable to think Hollywood Brown could be the number one receiver on this team in like two years? I mean, that's what you want. I mean, that, that's that's part of the reason you pull off this deal. I mean, that's that's where you want him to kind of play the role that he played in Oklahoma. That's what Kyler Murray envisions. That's what Hollywood Brown envisions. Um, but, yeah, you don't want it to happen now. If it happens this year, it's going to be disastrous for the Arizona Cardinals. It's good and bad, but it's probably more disastrous because you don't get the same DeAndre Hopkins that you expect to get back after week six and going into week seven. So, 
I don't know. I mean, it, it's interesting to me, and I, I see that you know, in Eric in the in the comments, you know, saying that he avoided. He kind of was very political as far as his answers concerned. And one thing stuff with with McAfee is he asks such long questions. You know, it, to to answer every single thing that he asks, it's a little bit tough for the guest. But you know, as far as when they knew about the suspension, he did tiptoe around that. He said, well, that this, but what, what he he answered it. He talked about he talked he got real contractual in CBAs. He said affected. He said, yes, so that exactly. Means, that means that an effective date, they knew the effective yes. date wasn't till after the draft. So obviously the right thing to say is that, yep, Hollywood is dynamic, play inside and out. We wanted another game changer. That all makes sense, but they also needed a guy. Yes. Outside of DeAndre Hopkins, who they knew wasn't going to be able to play for the first six games. When that was effective, they knew that they couldn't talk about it until after the season. That's why they made those moves and voila, it makes sense. Obviously it, goes it's a good faith movement with kyler and it obviously it fills a need that the cardinals have that that they have for the first six games and and to kyle's point i think it does help them you know be more dynamic offensively inside and out do you guys feel like okay let's say they couldn't have pulled off the hollywood brown trade um and they had gotten one of those first round receivers like a Traylon burks maybe a chris alave to go with rondell and aj green do you think they'd still go out and sign somebody a veteran like a Jarvis Landry, or do you feel like they would have had enough at that point? Because I, I honestly feel like had Hollywood not been a proven commodity, even if they had taken a top 50 receiver in the draft, I think they would have added a, a veteran free agent because as, as excited as I am for Rondell Moore, he's an unknown who can't stay healthy right now. AJ Green was a declining player and he, and he's taken a pay cut this year, essentially to stay with the Cardinals. And then you don't have your number one in Deandre Hopkins. That that's a scenario in which like, I think it proves to everybody like Hollywood Brown is going to be the number one receiver for the first six weeks. And I expect him, Bo, to carry that through and to have that rapport. I mean, everybody in their mother knows what he and Kyler Murray did at Norman at Oklahoma. I know that was the Big 12, but this is this is I know he, he was in a run dominant offense with a quarterback that can but doesn't like to throw deep. They had to scheme him open deep. Now it's just three, four receiver sets. I I am a firm believer. Whenever it becomes available on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, pound the flipping table for Hollywood Browns over on receiving yards. I think he's going to go 12, 1300 receiving yards easily. He's going to have his best year of his career in part because it's a contract year, but also I, I don't know, man, yes. I, the, the closer we get to this, I get, and Bo brought this up. It's in my brain. Now Patrick Peterson vibes, not with how he left the Cardinals, but like, he got busted for PEDs, and man, was never the same player. I hope to God that's not what happens. But you get expensive, and you lose what makes you great. And I think his game will age better than P2s, who was predicated on athleticism and speed. But I I have concerns about what Hopkins is going to look like second half of the season, Bo. You should. I, I know, Damon, you've got something to say. No, I was just going to say, I, I mean, if I recall correctly, with, with Pat P, it was just performance enhancing. He wasn't coming off an, an injury, like a season-ending yeah. injury. And D-Hop, I think up until the point when he got hurt, he was one of the best in the league, or if not, you know, the best. I mean, you could argue, you know, details, uh, data, whatever it is. But if you look at the first part of the year, Johnny, I think that I think that you have to be a little cautious because de- defense, defensive opponents – can double team Hollywood, and then they're going to create opportunities for AJ Green, create opportunities for Trey McBride and Zach Ertz. So I think that those pieces 
are going to have much better first six games than a Hollywood Brown. I don't think Hollywood Brown flourishes until D hop comes back when he garners all that attention. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't jump right away because right now he's the only threat. As you mentioned, Rondell Moore, what has he really proven? AJ green. He's been inconsistent throughout his time there. Zach Ertz has been man Trey McBride. I think he creates opportunities in matchups. So I think that they're going to identify those things, but Hollywood could easily be double team. And it's like, Make the other guys beat me. Rush the football and make the other guys beat me. And can they do that? That'll be the answer. And I think Patrick Peterson felt disrespected at, at that point with the from the organization. He thought it, he had he had merited it ex, an extension or at least them to start discussing that. Uh, you know, the previous year he he had the trade request. Uh, I mean, it was pretty much his his model uh, teammate, citizen, whatever you know, cardinal citizen. Um, it was over, you know, from 2011 to 2017. Rest in peace, as far as we that's acting concerned. like Pat P. We had like we gotta get him out of our mouth. Bro. We <laughs> act like we talk about the exactly. Cardinals. Yeah, we'll we stop gotta, talking about. I'm it. sorry, I brought Here, that. I brought that up. I saw this. This is absolutely crazy. Did you know in the history of their franchise that there's been no Pro Bowl wide receiver from the Baltimore Ravens ever? They never had a Pro Bowl wide receiver. That, that, Who's I mean, the guy that's, who, well, Anquan didn't make it when they when they won the Super Bowl. Probably must not. not. I just saw this yesterday. Sharp doesn't a, count Sharp's a tight end, so he doesn't. I mean, no. Anquan Anquan was a, a Pro Bowl before. So yeah. was Steve Smith. So were several other guys. But I, it's like we're receiving your numbers just go to die. It seems like. Yeah, uh, and just, <laughs> I, I will I will die on this hill. And if he if he is inconsistent this year and disappoints, you can throw eggs and, and rotten fruit at me on this podcast. <laughs> I just feel like. You go to Baltimore and you're working with Greg Roman, who I respect as a football coach and offensive line. Like the the offense runs through tight ends and running backs, and and you're undersized already playing in a cold weather division. I mean, like he probably got down on his knees and said, "I get to play with my best friend in a pass heavy offense where I am going to be force fed the football." Um, if you get even if he never, I don't care if Hollywood Brown ever makes a Pro Bowl for the Cardinals or his first team All Pro, but if he gives you two, three, four consecutive thousand yard receiving seasons and helps you win games. It's worth it, especially as Steve Kime and the gambles he's taken in the first round have not paid off. And speaking of gambling, you can do just that right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The NBA playoff action is nonstop. We've got a pivotal matchup tonight. Celtics heat taking the heat spread minus two and a half. Take the heat or excuse me, the Celtics spread minus two and a half. Uh, I also just like the Celtics to win outright their money line. Uh, this week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win, get $150 back in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs. With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes, total rebounds, and boom, you have a shot and an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay. With three or more legs, get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg does not hit its call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 back in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over. Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for more details. Well, shameless flex, gentlemen. I went to the gym before this. Um, and I went to the gym in my vehicle without air conditioning and it was hot as shit. And I got there and I'm like, I am gross. Yes. My air conditioning costs $1,700 to fix. I'm putting it off as long as I can. We have another reliable vehicle, but this is just my car to putter around 
the greater area of Maricopa. Uh, bottom line is, I am not hydrated enough, and it's getting hot this summer. Arizona is home to three of the top 10 hottest cities in the country, Yuma, Phoenix, and Tucson. And here's what you can do to stay safe. Obviously, you want to drink water. Even people that stay mostly indoors all day should drink at least two liters of water per day. People that do strenuous activity outdoors should be very careful. Be Your body can lose up to four liters of water per hour uh, during that strenuous activity. Dress for the heat. Wear lightweight, light-colored clothing. I'm really close to taking one of my PHNX tees from the merchandise locker, slicing these sleeves off, uh, and um, you know, feeling, feeling a little bit more refreshed as I'm out in the heat. Eat small meals and eat more often, something that I think we all struggle to do. And then slow down. Avoid strenuous activity. If you've got to do it, do it at the coolest parts of the day. Get up at 4 a.m. Get a workout in. Uh, and yeah, we get it. You want to have some cool ones. You want to make sure, you know, hanging by the pool. You got to hydrate. Learn more about keeping yourself safe. Visit azdhs.gov slash heat, Bo. Anybody got a mechanic that can hook Johnny up with some? Johnny, can I, I got a good quote. Go I just need a new radiator, and no I don't AC. want to pay for it right now. Johnny can only go at 4 a.m. because he has no AC. That's, that's, <laughs> let that be known. That's not normal to, to most people. I mean, <laughs> he gets sweatier going to the gym than actually the gym itself. Like the it's car ride is your cardio. You a good, now, what <laughs> I struggle with is my steering wheel's leather, so then I'm just like, I have to turn kind of with my wrist, and it's not safe. I shouldn't We're, be doing it. You, I mean, you always want to be a cardinal. I, I think I got some old gloves, Johnny, that you could wear. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Give me some game gloves, Damien. Yes. <laughs> when I was a poor college kid, I would use my socks. I, would, I didn't have AC. You're acting like you're poor. Are you eating ramen noodles, too? For no, dinner? I just, go, I just Johnny? don't. Like, my wife has a car with the kids. It's the bigger. Yeah. It's our family car. Now I have another car. It's our secondary car, and I don't want to plunk $1,700 right now. I would rather do other things with that money. When, so. when are you going to be ready to plunk $1,700? I don't know. After I don't know. Maybe this, away? maybe this fall. <laughs> I don't know. Before the I think before the season gets going, I'll make an announcement on this show that I fixed my air <laughs> right, Let's move on. Talk some football. Talk some Jordan Schultz. Let's, let's mainly talk because we got a, a resident running back back. Yeah. And no no offense, Johnny. I know you were, you were you know, what, what string? Second string? No, I was starting. Get this shit out of here. I was a starter. He went to Polk High with... Uh... No, I went to normal community high school in central Illinois. Just... Got into yeah, the state championship. Went and went in, right. Got into the state championship, right? I want we that did. shirt. Where's this? I where's that the, image on the shirt. I, don't, I, I think that. the image is gone. We deleted it. Thank God. All right. Yeah. I'm Daryl Williams and I are very yeah. similar build. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Thank you're about five eleven, two twenty four. Yeah, very. I mean, give her a few like forty pounds and seven inches. I'm trying but, to get there, going to the gym, but it's hot yeah. and I don't have air, so it's the circle. It's the circle of poverty here. No, no. I mean, Bo, Johnny, I think it's a great addition to the Cardinals. Obviously, I, I'm partial or biased, whatever you want to call it, to Daryl Williams and being an undrafted, you know, free agent. He's also comes from LSU. So, you know, although he may have not been the starter, he was a guy that contributed and he was on a good team and good enough that the the, the Kansas City Chiefs thought that he was a solid piece for, for their football team. And obviously last year, over a thousand yards from scrimmage, no fumbles, ATDs. Obviously, the, the kid can play and to have a vouch from, you know, Patrick Mahomes to Cliff. Um, that, that speaks volumes. I think he definitely adds depth. I think he's more of a James Conner type running back. So I'm anxious to see how that plays out in the running back room because that's kind of similar to Keontae 
And with, you know, these new additions, obviously you've got a guy that's proven versus, you know, a draft pick and, and, and other late round draft picks, you know, uh, you know, from last year, I wonder how that's going to play out, but they do have, what's the flexibility with the practice squad, Johnny, these guys sell out on practice squad. It could happen. You know, there were some years that we carried, you know, three or four, you know, on the active roster. Well, I know they they stashed, you know, that first year on their 53 because yeah. they thought they would lose him. And I got asked this morning on Twitter, like, what's going on with Eno? Is he not an NFL caliber running back? I think he's really talented. And I think if they cut him, that somebody else somewhere. will pick him up. Go yeah. Um, but sure. I also think Jonathan Ward, not to get too off topic, is too similar to what they just drafted in Keontae Ingram. And that James Conner is a big guy. So you, uh, Eno and and now Daryl, like they're smaller, shiftier backs, Bo. I think that makes sense. You know, we'll, we'll, it'll it'll play out in camp. But Williams, to me, I mean, there were teams lined up on Twitter at least, fan bases that wanted to sign him. Right. I want to hear what uh, Jordan told us yesterday, and then I have a question for Damian. But let's hear what Jordan Schultz his breakdown of Daryl Williams signing. Reportedly, he broke the news that he's going to sign with the Arizona Cardinals. Nothing official as of yet. I think what's really interesting about this for Arizona is okay. So let's go back to last season when obviously the offense had tremendous success on the ground, not only with James, but with chase. And we've seen all the Arizona running backs get paid, you know, Kenyon as well. And I think what you get with Daryl is a combination of, uh, of chase and James, you know, he's not a burner, but he's also someone that can one gap and then hit. Uh, he can break you out, uh, break you down. He had over a thousand all all-purpose yards last year, eight touchdowns, and he has 191 touches without a fumble, which is one of the longest streaks in the league. He's also really good on third downs. And one one note that I thought was really interesting was that Patrick Mahomes, who obviously had him in Kansas City, he he really vouched for for Daryl and you know told Arizona that hey, this is a guy that. You can trust he's a really good player, um, no nonsense, great locker room guy, and someone that he liked having on the field. So I think when you combine all of that with the fact that, you know, obviously you draft Keontae Ingram out of Texas, good player, um, and obviously, you know, James, a pro bowler. Those are three really good backs that they'll be able to cycle in and out. Yeah, really interesting stuff from, from Jordan Schultz. I encourage you to check it out, PHX Sports on YouTube. Uh, for that full interview. But Damien is like, what does Daryl Williams bring to you? And it could have been piggyback on what Jordan said. What does he do that the rest of the running back for the Cardinals doesn't do? Or what, where does he excel? Well, I think he's, I mean, which yet to be seen from Keontae, right? Like he hasn't played it down in the NFL. So we haven't seen that. We know about James. He's solid out of the backfield. He can play third down and he's going to get those tough yards in between the tackles. Obviously Chase being removed. He was a guy that was, he, he, I wouldn't I wouldn't say electrifying, but he was quick, quicker than fast. He made all the right decisions, and he was an explosive player. I mean, he caught the ball out of the backfield as well. And I think to Schultz's point, with Williams, you get a combination of the two. He's not too big, not too fast, but he's a guy that the offensive coordinator can trust to protect your quarterback, and he can do all the, the things right. Like he catch the ball. Uh, having over 1,000 yards from scrimmage, that means that you could do everything right. And they had a first-round draft pick in Kansas City. So for him to get that amount of playing time, be trusted by Patrick, Mac Patrick Mahomes, a, a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, that speaks volumes to his credibility. And I think once you get to the, the NFL level, coaches, players, whether it be Kyler, Cliff, 
They just want a guy that they can trust and that can make plays when they're when their numbers called. And I think that he's going to eat exponentially in this offense with all the threats that they have in the perimeter and him just having the ball, just whether it be a draw outside run or just, you know, dump passes to make something happen out of nothing, which we really saw Chase be able to do, you know, Kyler just extending the play, finding those lanes and getting the football. So I think it's a great fit for the Arizona Cardinals, a great fit for for Williams because he's going to come in with Keontae, obviously James carrying the load. And it just takes that, takes a little bit of that off James, right? A guy that just continually pounding. We saw what it did to him towards the end of the year. And I just think that it gives him some healthy breaks and the team doesn't miss a beat. So I think that that's a win-win for the Arizona Cardinals and Williams. We talked about it yesterday, Bo. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, they make running backs. No matter who's back there, they produce. Kenyon Drake, once upon a time, was here, put up huge numbers, parlayed that into a nice contract with John Gruden and the Raiders, right? I, I think Chase Edmonds, James Conner have all been super productive in part because the scheme, Kyler, Miller, Kyler, Kyler Murray's ability and threat with his legs, I, I just think that it's, it's tailor-made for running backs to have success here. The offensive line, Sean Kugler. If I'm Daryl Williams, I'm like, shit, I can parlay this into a Chase Edmonds like contract maybe next year. I'm on a one-year contract, but I I just came from Kansas City where I worked with Andy Reid, which is who is probably the most, you know, established, esteemed play caller in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is calling the Cardinals on my behalf. Like, I'm gonna come out here and show what I can do. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was taken in the first round out of LSU, but it was this kid out of LSU that overtook him and was the superior player. You ask anybody who's affiliated with Kansas City, Clyde has been a disappointment. It was this kid's hard running in between the tackles for an offense that was too one-dimensional. They wanted to get back to running the football, and he kept defensive defenses honest in sometimes a premier starting role, and now he's your secondary option behind James Conner. The Cardinals, they do a lot of things that, that make you frustrated. You scratch their head, back-to-back inside linebackers in the first round, that kind of thing. I love their approach with the running back core. Minimal cost. James Conner cost you nothing last year. His extension, it's a lot of fluff. There's some nice guarantees, but it's not the Zeke contract, as we mentioned yesterday. Right. He, this kid's making the vet minimum. This is what wins in the NFL, right? The St. Louis, excuse me, the LA Rams now won the Super Bowl, which is a stable of running backs that are B, B minus, B plus players, right? You do not have to take running backs really in the first two rounds anymore. Third, fourth, fifth round. We'll see what that happens with sixth rounder Keontae Ingram. But the the receiving money makes it difficult then to splurge at other positions. And running backs, you know, you hate to say it. It's a position, Damian, right now that you can supplement. There's so much talent. And then these guys, you know, the wheels kind of fall off as they start to approach 30. But I, I think this guy is, is prime for an Edmonds plus type of role because I think he's more physical. Yeah, no, I agree with that assessment, Johnny, and what he's able to do, as you mentioned, inside the tackles. And don't get me wrong, Chase had that ability too. Chase ran tough, but he also got dinged up a little bit. And I think that Williams showed with that size being 224 pounds, I think Chase was barely over 200. With that extra 20 pounds, it enables him to – to be okay, right, for the the long haul of the season. And I think that it's just just being in that offense, being in a, a similar spread type offense, those holes and just opportunities are just – everything's bigger, right? I mean, I know that they say everything's bigger in Texas, but everything's bigger in terms of the holes in Arizona due to the offensive threats that they have on the perimeter. Yep. So I think that he's going to eat, as you mentioned, with James – 
and with, with James and, and potentially Keontae, wh- what happens with Eno? Who knows? What I did see of him, I liked. I did. I think he yeah. ran a lot harder, you know, than he did in, in in college, and he stepped his game up to the next level. But how's that gonna, you know, transition? Does he play special teams or? I think that there, to your, we talked about a little bit earlier, Giant. There's going to be suitors out there for Eno if he does get released. Kime said really quick, Bo, on radio that Keontae will be their fourth running back this year, assuming he doesn't embarrass himself. Darrell Williams is now their two, so it's mm-hmm. the fight of Eno or Jonathan Ward will be their three. If I'm a Homer Sun Devils fan, we got a lot of them here, and and Eno was beloved here. He was a seventh-round pick for a reason. I mean, he fell. A lot of people thought he'd be fourth, fifth, sixth round. He was a seventh-round pick. Four six will do that to you. Yeah, yeah. I I think if I'm Eno Benjamin, and I've spent two years on an active NFL roster, like, that's a win already. Like, I'm a seventh-rounder. I I, I feel he's going to have a nice career, but I I think it would be different, obviously, Bo, if he was taken in, like, the third or fourth round, he would be assured of a spot. But just your seventh-round pick, nothing's promised to you. Right. No. And it's like, it's kind of the same thing as, as DJ Foster, a guy who also went to ASU and spent, you know, I think more years than a lot of people projected him to be in the NFL. He did a lot of things on teams and I, yeah, I don't know what it is with the Jordan Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. yeah yes, he did. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's uh, as far as, you know, Eno goes, I don't know why the team th- th- doesn't want to, he had an opportunity. There, there was certainly uh, a couple of them at the end of the, or in the middle of the season when James Conner was dealing with injuries and Chase was dealing with injuries, and we still didn't see more Eno Benjamin. 5'8", as you said, 4'6", you know, not as shifty. You know, is it does that play at the NFL level? Can you can you can you kind of rely on that? Probably not. But I I have to say like I think that this team, this running back room, is either the status quo or maybe a little bit more deeper than it was. Last year, like if, if they have another situation in the middle of the year where James Conner's out uh, and, and or you're jockeying between Daryl Williams and James Conner being out, I like the idea of Keontae Ingram being there and, you know, Benjamin being there. Yeah. Got to fall back on. Yeah, I I'm with you. And I also I also think suddenly now two of your strongest position groups on the team are running back and tight end. Um, and you can lean on those position groups early while DeAndre Hopkins is out. So I would love to see four running backs active on game day. And to me, Eno Benjamin, we will always have him trucking the shit out of Drake Kirkpatrick. Yes. If, if he yes. doesn't play another snap in the NFL, yes. frame that, get that posted in the stadium. If you're ASU, wow. get that up. It's it's a fantastic play he'll remember for the rest of his life. Yeah, no doubt about it. Guys, throwing this back out, I know that the team has invested heavily in the receivers and obviously running backs got depth there. We potentially see Kyler getting signed right this offseason, right, for the future. Is this offensive line good enough to hold up? Great tease for our last segment, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, let's let's get into that conversation. But first, of course, as Johnny mentioned, the summer is heating up right now. We want to make sure everyone is safe and healthy. COVID-19 vaccines free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are now eligible for the booster. Check out and visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. And, of course, we got to talk about OG's brand. Stop by our local dispensary. Grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies for our friends at OG's. From our friends at OG's. Different flavors like blackberries and cream and watermelon. Perfect if you're in the mood for uplifting Saviva and chill. Uh, Just different options going for you with OG's. If you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors from OG's, 
brands that it has to offer. Visit ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. Find OGs near you. Yeah, we're going to get into that conversation about the offensive line. I think personally, you know, one of their weakest parts now remaining on the offensive side of the football, because we saw it where it's ugly head at the Arizona Cardinals uh, too many times last year is, is the backup center position. Right now, it's just Rodney Hudson, and that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are very concerned about still the interior of the offensive line. I'm concerned after uh, seeing Justin Pugh's Instagram earlier today. Look at this. My God, he's my size. What is he doing? Get this guy a steak. And is he getting potatoes. ready for his broadcast <laughs> casting career? This is what happens to linemen when they get out of the league. They drop like 100 pounds. He needs to suit up. What's what is the hell's happening? So I took this a screen capture on my uh, on my phone. And then the next one, I should have I should have sent this to you, Leah. It's him like eating a burrito. He's like, I'm working on putting it back on. It's like, go. shit, man. The season camp starts <laughs> in like two months. Can you gain gaming as an NFL player? Can you gain like 40 pounds in two months? Is that healthy? <laughs> I mean, legally or yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it concerning? Yeah, Johnny, Bo. I mean, it is. I mean, just to see that body. I mean, I don't know. I'm just guessing. I mean, I would say maybe 280. And that's stretching it a bit. I mean, yeah, but to, play I don't know. to play in the National Football League, you got to have a good foundation and a solid ass. Pause. I mean, but <laughs> I mean, in, a, in to play in the National Football League for 17 games and counting on playoffs, I mean, you have to be ready. And, and to 40 pounds in two months, I don't know if that, I, I don't know what's going on. It seems like he's focused on BXG and playing golf rather than protecting Kyler Murray. So I, that's a bit concerning. Took he's a pay cut. at 3.11. I mean, that's not 311. I think that's like 265. I mean, but I will say, guys, offensive linemen nowadays, they look more like tight ends. I mean, when you see them in person, you're like, wow, okay. I mean, you know, and it's 325, and they're just more athletic rather than the the big uglies, as my, my old coaches used to call them, where they just look pretty much like obese and unathletic. Now they look like, you know, athletic tight ends and guys just a bit bit heavier. So we're going to see, man. Time will tell. Off the record, Damien, or on the record, I guess. What was Levi Brown like when were you on the team with Levi Brown? Towards the end, yeah, definitely when I was front office. I mean, just quiet, a huge man, you, yeah, yeah. A huge man, but quiet. I mean, didn't didn't say much. Um, I don't remember like any that. like anecdotes or stories. I just remember him being hella quiet and people on his ass with the expectation of how he was supposed mm-hmm. to play from where he was drafted at. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, it kind of, I mean, you know, I mean, just to have that expectation of how you're supposed to play and never, I wouldn't say never really, really live up to it, but never really live up to it. It's constant pressure. So I'm sure that he was aware of everything that he said or did was going to be scrutinized and that I'd rather say nothing and, and just go out there and try my best to play. The Levi Brown, Adrian Peterson was the Andy Isabella, DK Metcalf before it happened, I feel like, Bo. Yeah. I mean, why, why are we revisiting this? I'm sorry. This, I just, this, I'm this like, Justin oh. Pew, like, him like, like, did Levi Brown have a sloppy body? That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Gotcha. But Levi Brown, wasn't he on the Super Bowl team? I mean, they carried his ass to the Super Bowl. And then he got smoked on that. Would have been Hill, know, Hill Mary Adrian, to Larry. I want to know the Adrian Andy Isabella story. I want to know that. No, it's the Andy DK Metcalf. Oh okay, well, DK, DK Metcalf is yeah. Adrian Peterson. Andy Isabella is Levi Brown. 
They both pass on. It's a lesser version of that. Adrian Peterson's going to the Hall of Fame, and the Cardinals probably win a Super Bowl if they take Adrian Peterson. DK Metcalf's a great player, and Andy Isabella, mm. for some reason, is still on the team. You guys think it's funny? Before we get out of here, Andy Isabella is still on the roster. You know, I saw something out of Baltimore. They basically came out and said, yeah, we're going to have to trade for a wideout. We need some. Well, duh, you just traded Hollywood Brown. They took a wideout. But, like, is anybody surprised, like, maybe Isabella wasn't shipped back to Baltimore in that trade? Like, I haven't been able to, like, think about that lately. And I saw that. I'm like, oh, maybe we could trade Isabella to Ball. Oh, if they wanted him, they would have asked for him kind of thing. I don't know, man. It, it, wouldn't it cost them more to – there would be dead cap money. I mean, as far as – not a lot. I mean, if it comes down to it and they're trying to get down to the 53, like he's gone. He's good as gone entering the final year of his rookie deal. But it, and it's surprising that you said that Baltimore is seeking a wide receiver. Aren't they like, don't they nail the draft every year, Johnny? Isn't oh, that yeah. your, your Give him point? the gold trophy. Right. <laughs> uh, he, he won the draft, guys, but you didn't make the playoffs last year. Right. Uh, Isabella. And you have no he, wide receivers. And you have no wideouts. Uh, Diego Perez, Isabel will get cut after training camp. See, it's like me at PHNX. I have nine lives here. Uh, Isabella has nine and a half with the Cardinals. I do think there's a chance if it comes to camp, like, you don't have Hopkins around. Like, does that buy him inconceivably more time with this team? I don't know. I I can't believe he's still on the roster. It blows the mind. Is it it like a surpassed him? Is it the uh, – why can't I think of his name? Is it Hassan I think they just don't, I just I just think that they don't want the Patriots to get another 5, 10 no, wide receiver that, <laughs> that, that, re- that has 1,500 to 1,700 yards receiving cutting across the middle. I just think that that's what they don't want to happen. Here's the thing. is like I, I was saying probably the exact same shit about poor Hassan Reddick going into this where they didn't pick up his option here. And he had done absolutely nothing going into his fourth year. I was like, well, they're going to give him a chance. He's probably going to be on the chopping block of making the roster. And what happens? The guy gets 12 and a half sacks. So to say it's not, it's never happened like that. He's completely done. But like, I, I, I really think. No, that and we had, we had, we had a uh, comment in the chat. It was Jalen Blair says his teammates love Isabella. I mean, that's yeah. it. That's cool. But that shit don't matter in terms of you being drafted. Every, you you every time I covered a game this past fall on the road or otherwise, he was the first person out to catch balls. He caught balls early uh, in pregame from Kyler Murray. Um, so maybe that has value. I don't Now that Hollywood's here, I can't imagine that that's the case anymore. But like in Chicago, in Cle- they were the first two out to catch balls from each other. He tries. Like that's the best thing I can say about I, I'll call him little Andy, but he's not a little, he beat my ass. Um, he tries his damnedest. I just don't think he's, he's a, an NFL caliber player. I, I just, I think he'll go to another team and I, I want him to do well, but I, I just don't, you look at him and it's like he, his hands aren't good. He ascended in the off season that year because of a, I think an outlier senior bowl and he tested really well, but man, it just he has too many inconsistencies to his game, and you would have thought somebody ha- by now would have taken a chance on him. Like I, every time we hear about like midseason trade deadline last year, I thought he would be dealt. We heard whispers. Nope, they ha- hung on to him because of Hopkins being hurt, and then the draft came and went, and then Hopkins is suspended now. I just it'll be great for the rat. <laughs> That's sad. Rick James. Rick James. <laughs> Good to be talking football with you guys today after yeah, after sure. yesterday. Hopefully we, we were able to take your mind off off of what went on, but it is still very prevalent in our country. Again, um, horrific tragedy. 
um, that that we absolutely need to want to acknowledge. Um, the Jordan Schultz, it, Schultz interview is on our YouTube page in its entirety for myself and Bo yesterday. Go check that out. We appreciate everybody coming back, hanging out with us today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. But in the meantime, do us a solid like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review anywhere you get your podcast. We're so fired up for this offseason. We feel like just around the corner, we could be getting a Kyler contract, a signing of note. We just got Daryl Williams in house. OTAs are going to continue. We're going to continue your coverage year-round. For Damian Anderson, the pride of Northwestern, Mr. Bo Brock, at Bo Brock on Twitter, I'm Johnny Venerable. We will see you manana. Goodbye, everybody.